This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. And welcome to Fields of Fantasy. Yes, that's right. You must be a little bit confused. It is not Pestle welcoming you. It is Ed. I'm here with Tom. Uh, No Pestle today uh, as we continue with our deep dives. And we start off with Tom's beloved Green Bay Packers. Tom, are you looking forward to discussing your team? I'm a bit worried about them, to be honest, <laughs> having researched them. So, no. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> you know, try and enjoy it, Tom, because it's, it's, it's all about you. So, shall we start off with uh, your quarterback, who for the first time in many years is not Aaron Rodgers. It's, of course, Jordan Love. Yes. So, Jordan Love, what can we say? With one start as a rookie back in 2021 and limited appearances in 10 games, his statistical resume is limited at best. So if we have a look at a bit more detail, his first start was against the Kansas City Chiefs, resulting in a 13-7 loss. He completed 19-34 passes for 190 yards, one touchdown and an interception. He also rushed five times for 23 yards. Overall, Love's career passing numbers stand at 606 passing yards, three touchdowns and three interceptions. The offensive line remains the same in an effort to keep consistency and aid the transition. I mean, he's a huge gamble, isn't he? Is he going to pay off? I don't know, is my answer. He's going very, very late. QB 22 with an ADP of 175. So definitely worth a punt, I would say, in Superflex and Dynasty. In a startup draft, I probably wouldn't be looking to trade for him. I think he might be a little bit expensive to trade for. And I'd probably avoid him in single QB league. Yeah, I mean, there, there is, pardon the pun, there's a, there is quite a lot of love for Jordan Love out there, and people are very high on him uh, in some regards, but you, you've hit the nail on the head, he's a gamble, isn't he? We, we just don't know what we're going to get with Jordan Love. He's talented, but I, I, I've not taken him in, in any draft so far, and I don't, don't anticipate doing so. No, I think I've just taken my first one the other day. Okay then, so let's move on and have a look at Christian Watson. Uh, yeah, so mixed debut year. Obviously, we had a very, very young wide receiver room with the, really featuring the two rookies. Um, Watson started very slowly, averages 2.96 PPR points across his first nine games. And it wasn't really until week 10 that we, he showcased what he could do. From that point onwards, he averaged 17.17 PPR points across the eight remaining games. As much as I'd like and I'd hope that he might become the next Devontae Adams, again, he's very, very much a risk for me. Um, currently being drafted with an ADP of 55, wide receiver 24. He's likely to be the wide receiver one. Um, but it is quite a big gamble. I think if he comes off, you know, fantastic. And, you know, at that ADP, he's of good value. But again, I'm not convinced. Based on what you said at the start of the, the show, I think Packers are a bit of a gamble all round this year, aren't they? I, I like Watson uh, and he did impress in his rookie year, particularly towards the end. But it's that all important kind of sophomore year, isn't it? And, and he's, he's going to have to step up and, you know, he is going to be wide receiver one. Will he pick up those numbers? I, I don't know. I don't, don't think he will. Um, I've taken him in a few drafts where he's dropped, but he's probably going a little bit too high for my liking. Who are we moving on to now? Is it Romeo? So Romeo Dobbs, also taken last year, drafted slightly later in the fourth round. And he showed flashes of talent after initially not gelling particularly well with Rodgers. Um, last year, he hauled in 42 receptions for 425 yards and scored three touchdowns in 13th game. So a reasonable rookie season in what was a shaky offense. Realistically, you're looking for a rookie receiver to achieve what about 500 yards, something like that. Yeah, I think you know, unless you're a freak like Jefferson or yeah, Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So current ADP of 166. So he's very late, practically free. And the very, very early training camp rumors have suggested that he is Love's go-to guy. There's no clear wide receiver one on the team. 
Um, I quite like him as a late punt in redraft. I don't think I'll be trading for him in dynasty, but I think certainly in best ball um, and yeah, just a late pickup in redraft potentially. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That apparently um, love is love very much favouring Dobbs in uh, in practice and. I mean, he's going as low as kind of like wide receiver 60 odds. So that's really low down for someone who who is going to be um, targeted, whether he'll be targeted enough to pick up serious fancy points, I don't know. But yeah, I think I think Dobbs is someone that, that's worth considering uh, as a late pickup. So is that it for wide receivers? Or or we've got, um, oh, Jalen Reed. Yeah, let's, let, let's talk about Jalen Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Rookie, Jalen Reed, second round pick this year, taken number 50 overall. Um, obviously, we know the pack, well, not obviously, we know the pack has traded back in the draft. I was praying and hoping they'd have taken Jackson Smith and Jigba, but sadly it wasn't to be. Uh, so they moved back and we looked to take Jalen Reed and one of the other rookies we'll talk about in him shortly. Um, he's mainly featured in the slot in terms of training camp work and early reports have been very positive in terms of that. Um, he's an intriguing pickup, I would say, particularly in dynasty drafts. But as you know, as we've said with everything in this offense, he comes with the risk of Jordan of flopping. As a senior in 2022, Reed recorded 55 catches, 663 receiving yards, and five touchdowns. So reasonable, but not particularly monster college stats. Current ADP of 200. So you know, maybe worth a punt in redraft. Again, I, I'm not too high on him really at this point. He's someone who's worth a stash. I think uh, you're just going to have to. We're going to have to wait and see how the offense unfolds. You know, Love could have a, a brilliant start, and and he could be an excellent pickup late on. So he is someone that I've stashed in a couple of leagues, uh, and I might use uh, later on. Moving on to tight ends, I think Luke Musgrave. Yes. So at the end of the season, the Packers had no viable tight end options left. I think they only had one on the roster whose name I cannot remember for the life of me. And they obviously let Tonyan go. Um, so they had to draft some tight ends and they did. They took two. They opted for Musgrave first at 42 in the second round. And then they went back to the position uh, two picks late. Well, two of their picks later for Tucker Craft. Now, Musgrave really is the favourite here to take the majority of the work. So he's the one I've focused on today. His college stats are limited, averaging just five games played in four years at Oregon. So five games a year. He averages 158.3 yards and 0.5 touchdowns. So not particularly impressive, right? But he was slated to have an absolutely monster season in his final season at Oregon before being taken out by a nasty, nasty injury. Would I be taking him? Well, you know, current ADP of 223. So he's very, very late. Tight end is a mess. The Packers need a tight end. But he's a rookie tight end. And as I will probably say a few times in a few of these, you know, rookie tight ends don't tend to hit. So again, he comes with a risk. But he is someone I have taken. And, you know, such a late punt. You could also have a punt on Tucker Craft um, going at 290. Yeah, I mean, Luke Musgrave was someone who pre-draft, I looked at tight ends quite closely. And he was someone that earlier on in the in the college season was was pro- projected to be number one tight end in a very strong class. But that injury dropped him down there. Uh, but that doesn't take away his talent. And again, he's not someone you're going to take uh, high in drafts at all. He's going to be someone that you, that you have to be patient with, uh, especially at, at that position. You know, he's not a slam dunk at all. but he probably will be tight end one. Will he get the workload? It's unlikely. I think that just leaves us running backs, does it? So who are we talking about first, Dylan or Jones? We're going to go with AJ Dylan first of all. Like a lot of the skill players, Dylan relies on efficiency. Most of his efficiency comes at the goal line. But he's also played with exceptionally high first down rate, 25.3%, fifth in the entire NFL. Rarely gets stopped at the line. And despite being a bigger guy, he still commands 2.5 targets a game while sharing the backfield with Jones, of course, who we know as a pass catcher is very, very capable. His outlook, as we've said, will depend on the Packers' offense. They're likely to need to run the ball more. 
and he's certainly, for me, one on the rise. Of the two running backs, so I'll come on to talk about Jones in a moment, um, I would probably favour Dylan now. Yeah, I think he's looking to earn a new contract, isn't he? So that could be a factor this year. And he has been very reliable as an RB2 over the last couple of seasons. He's finished as RB26 and RB23 when, when battling with Jones for that workload. So, yeah, Dylan's someone who I don't think will let you down and will score quite consistently. But, yeah, I mean, his competition is Jones. And you, what you, you don't think he's going to have quite the same workload this year? For me, I think they're going to go to very much a, a 1A, 1B scenario. And I think... Jones will be the B, you know. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'll go through and we'll discuss him and then obviously talk about why. Uh, so Jones set a career high in rushing in 2022 and had a healthy 5.3 yards per carry. However, he only scored twice running the ball while appearing in all 17 games. Towards the end of the year, Dylan saw the majority of the red zone work, 75%, and finished with seven rushing touchdowns. So that's a pretty sharp decrease in touches for Jones and evidence of a you know, reduced role, certainly more split time there. And he really had an up and down fantasy season. So he scored 10 or fewer points, or 18 or more points in five games each. Overall, he finishes the RB9. I just can't see him finishing that highly. I think with both of them, it, the important thing to consider obviously will be love. They're likely to run the ball more, so there should be plenty of work. Can they sustain the two of them? Jones is an incredibly reliable, well, more, more than reliable. He, he's been an elite um, running back, hasn't he? He's, he's finished top 10 in the last four years. Yeah, he, he dropped off a little bit last year, well, maybe the last couple of seasons. But he's going about RB16 at the moment, which seems about right. But I, I think you're right. I think it's very much going to be more of a shared workload this season. I mean, how old is Jones? He, he's only 28, but yeah. we've, we've talked about that that age for running backs. He's, he's starting to go over that cliff, isn't he? So yeah, it's going to, Packers going to be interesting this year, certainly. It all comes down to love, doesn't it? If love is as good as we obviously hope he's going to be, then they might we, 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 we Myself yeah. and the Packer fans, yes, we. You know, if love is as good as he's hoped to be, then... It's quite an open division as well, isn't it? I think that, that's the thing to look at, really. There, Lions look strong. Vikings, I mean, they all look quite strong. I would probably say Packers look the weakest out of the three, of the four. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna in the next show we'll look at the Bears, who arguably are vying for that spot. But yeah, it, I think it could be an interesting division, the NFC North. It's not one of these divisions um, that we'll come on to later in the in the series, who who you know could all end up with negative records. Uh, I think there's some some strong teams in there. So yeah, that is the end of our first look into the NFC North. That's Green Bay Packers in the book. Can I put you on the spot for uh, the Packers season? What are you hoping for, Tom? Playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs at best. Yeah, at best. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll clip that and maybe use it later in the season. (laughs) So that's the first NFC North team in the books. We'll move on to look at the Chicago Bears next. But yeah, how, how did you find it without Pestle, Tom? It was a bit weird, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, lonely. Yeah, lonely. lonely. I'm sure he'll be back soon for those that are missing him. If there's only one thing left to do, Tom, I'm going to let you call the cab. Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.